Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Round 17 list, everyone. Here we are with some massive news. I hope you stay right to the end in this one. There's a couple of really interesting selections that could be good, could be bad, uh, depending on how you how you played the last few rounds. And and one of the selections that I said had the potential for this to happen, but probably a lower percent chance actually came through. So unfortunately, that has happened, and we'll, we'll go through that here. He uh, His face is not in these four people uh, on the screen. So anyway, we'll go through the Sharks and the Eagles, and there are Monday games this time, so I'll make sure I get to them. But in terms of the shark side of things, we see CC Vitalikai in there again in the starting role. There's no Connor Tracy in sight. We do see Ikevalu in the in the reserves in 20, but I don't see him coming in to replace CC for so. He comes in at a really strange price now, and, and if you're looking to pick him up, I can understand why. He's going to get the center duel with the edge position there, and and he's going to continue to score well. He comes up against a, a good manly side, and I think he you know, will be able to score pretty well against everyone at the moment. He's just in red-hot form. And, and as I said, you know, spoke about him a couple of years ago playing you know, terrific, terrific footy, and, and he's doing that again. So I think he can continue to score well on that left edge with Ronaldo Molotalo for the Sharks. So he's a very interesting one there. Um, Nico Hines still doing his thing. If you've got Teague Walton, I think you just got to continue holding him for the next few weeks. I think he's going to you know, still score well for you. Even though he's up against Ola Kawachi this week, it's going to be a really, really tough battle for him. I think he's worth the hold, and you can you know play you know, the the trade in or out, um, sorry the trade out or the hold with him over the next few weeks and, and work that out. But Cam McInnes becomes a interesting option this week. He still has a break even of fifty there, and we'll, we'll speak about him a little bit deeper in the next few videos. But you know break even of fifty, we can see how this plays out this week. Obviously Fanukin's out, so McInnes gets the thirteen role. They lose Hamlin Hamlin Ueli, and, and Tolman comes into the starting side, and Royce Hunt comes into the sixteen role in the interchange there. So. With Cam, I think the biggest thing that you can do this week with him is wait, see how many minutes they give him in that 13 role, and if he's going to get that 13 uh, opportunity going forward when Fanukin comes back after this week and you know, make that decision. But if you made that choice now, you get him under 700K, so you know, 700K being that 50-point average. And if you think McInnes can get around that 50 points, 
or, or more going forward in a bigger minute, you know, 60, 70 minute roll, then that could be a decent option for you. But if not, and you're not sure, I think you can wait this week for sure and think about him next week. On the on the manly side of the balls, where the big information comes in, and that's the Dalatau Gula there hasn't made the the back five, so Tupolotu continues um, you know playing on the wing here, and Kula is in the in the nineteen jersey. So really, really frustrating for anyone who brought him in. I brought him in the head head squad um, this week, and, and him being at that two twenty along with David Moale. Um, with with Gula playing, actually was a you know a better choice last week, but unfortunately this week he has, hasn't been named. Uh, to play in that back five. So really, really annoying for anyone who decides to go that that route. And I hope that you have some cover in the wing fullbacks. And Taylor May will get the dual position, thankfully, and you'll be able to play him there if you own him. And if you don't, then I think you need to be trading in a, a wing fullback this week. So very annoying for those that own him. DC is uh, continuing to be a great option. Davey's going to start to to slow down his money-making at, at this point. Uh, but definitely someone to hold for the, the near future. Olaquatu is going to have the up and down games, but you can see he's really improving as a player, and more uh, his consistency will come uh, more and more across the uh, across the season. There, if we move to uh, the Broncos side of the ball. We have Tamari Martin who comes in. He's not in fantasy yet. He will be coming in shortly. I think with him, he's not someone that's played a fair bit of fullback. He was a half when he played for the Cowboys, for example, and. Um, you know, hasn't played in the NRL in a, in a good few years. So he's someone that we're going to deep dive into a little bit further during the week. But just come on to keep in mind, he'll probably come in really cheap and a lot of people will be interested in him. But I just think that with, yes, they're coming up as the dogs, but I think it could be a fairly close matchup and we're not exactly sure how electric he's going to look and, and how good he's going to be in that fullback role in a team that's not established as a gun squad at this point. So we've got Blake Taft, for example, in the in the bunnies that he comes into a better side than what the Broncos are at this point, has the goal kicking. So there's a few more uh, you know, added benefits to him, even at the more expensive price. So we have a, a good opportunity for him to to make some consistent cash and, and get some consistent scores. Whereas Tamari Martin, we're not exactly sure. He'd be having a bit of a bit of a Tyson gamble if you popped him into your squad. Hope you like that. Um, so Gamble moves into six and Walters goes into 14 role. So if he was starting at nine waltzes, I think you could hold him. But at this point on, on the uh, on the bench, he's probably going to get that 25 minutes that he was getting with Turpin, you know, maybe an extra couple of minutes, but uh, not someone that you want to be keeping you know, in your squad going forward. Payne Hass is back, so he's you know, a great captaincy option again, like he has been. If you got Cleary, I'd still be sticking with him. Uh, or you can go back to Hass if you, you know, went for the, the Hines or the or the Harry Grant or these types of players that, you know, Hass has been the, the top scorer or yes, he's a, he's a great option. Gamble I wouldn't be touching at this point. You've got Reynolds who's going to do the majority of the kicking as per normal. Katoni Staggs is someone that a lot of you could um, could think about. He comes up against the Dogs and he's going to be playing against Avrilo, I believe. Would they be on the left? Not sure. Um, is Avrilo playing on the left? Let me know in the comments. And they got Shoop as well. I think, yeah, he usually plays on the right. So Katoni is definitely a good option. Is he going to be playing Origin? Probably not. So you have it. You should have him for that next you know, period and, and through the Origin section as well. And, and he could continue to score well for you. It's good to see him back. So if anyone's looking for a center, which I know a lot of us aren't, um, but if you are, then he could be an option for sure. Kobe Hetherington's a hold, I think. Um, hoping for him to score more than 35 would be ideal. At least 35, please. Uh, on, the, on the dog side of the ball, we've got Burton, and we spoke about him a little bit. Is he a trade-out? Is he a hold? A lot of people are, you know, if you just, you know to reference the, the Talking League podcast there, they, they're all mentioning that they're, you know, they all don't own him, and they're looking at him and going, ooh, I'm probably going to pick him up over the next few weeks. He's only lost like 6K overall, so it's not like he's performed overall terribly. Um, so, you know, when does people that are good at the game thinking about potentially picking him up over the next few weeks... 
uh, with their decent run and heading through into Origin, playing round 13 and stuff like that. Then coming into round 7, it's like, oh, do you move him on now or you just hope that he comes back and plays a much better game? He's coming up against the Broncos. This could be a closer game for him and he could come out and, and score really well. And if he gets a 60 this week, you'll be kicking yourself that you moved him on. If you're looking at the forwards in the, bon- uh, the, the Bulldogs there, we've got... Tavita Pangai, who had a bit of a poor game last week, you know, continuing that form of up up game, average game, low game. Real up game, average game, low game. And, and that could continue to happen. This might be his week to go nuts. We're not exactly sure. Josh Jackson is coming off back-to-back 50s and could be a decent option for your side this week for sure. He has lost a fair bit of cash, and, and to see two consistent scores is really, really good. I w- wouldn't say you have to pick him up this week, but again, they, they're a team that plays round 13. So if you're looking forward into that, uh, section of the draw, then he's someone that we'll be looking to pick up potentially, who's a dual position guy over the next bunch of weeks. Maxi King still in that interchange, so I'd be continuing to play him as well. On to the Cowboys and the Titans, and Drinkwater keeps his one position. I wouldn't be looking to pick him up. The interesting one here is Hylam Lukey, so he maintains that 11 spot there, and he's someone we'll have a deeper dive into. Uh, you know, in a video tomorrow, but if he can continue to play 80 minutes, he's lost a fair bit of cash playing you know, time off the bench, and I actually don't mind the, the Gilbert playing big minutes through the middle. They got Griffin Neem back this week, who, who will cover a few of those minutes, and, and Cotter playing some big minutes there, along with you know, Tamalolo. Um, you know, Nanai's going to play some big minutes as well. So it's a very interesting bench this week. You know, They only played two guys off the bench last week, so will Gilbert get that 57 minutes that he got last week? Will Lukey get the 80? I'm not exactly sure. It's a bit of a stress this week when he's coming up against Fafida as well. So it might be one that you could potentially wait one more week and go, oh, okay, is he going to continue the big minutes? How is he going to go in back-to-back games if, if he doesn't score a try, for example? Um, and then you can make a decision on that. Because, yeah, yes, he's going to, if he scores okay this week, he's going to make some money, which could be a little bit annoying if you wanted to pick him up this week. But I think you can also just hold off and go, okay, um, let's see what happens this week. If he can do it again, then we'll pick him up next week. Especially against Fafida if he has a great game. Jeremiah and I, I think he's definitely can be a hold this week. He comes up against both for more, who, you know, it'll be a, d- a decent matchup there. And you'd imagine he's going to, you know, get rid of those penalties out of his game. If he can knock that off um, and just have a, a few missed tackles, then I think that's going to be helpful for any, anyone's squad. If you own Tommy Gilbert and Cotter, you're holding steady with them. And Taumalolo is a very interesting potential buy this week and over the next few weeks. He's had three really nice games in a row, and can he continue that? In this, game, in this team here where they have uh, an extra forward on the bench who has been having an impact in Griffin Neem. So that's something something interesting to think about. On the Titans side of the ball, the only one to really think about is, is Sexton being definitely a sell. you got Fafida as a potential option, but I think that you know, you'd be if you're buying him now, you're buying, uh, you know, you're chasing his points a little bit. Yes, he's done it you know, fairly consistently in terms of overall average, but he's coming off two really big scores. And, and we saw what happened with Dylan Brown. You, you buy him off 280s. And he gets a 31 to 49, and people are asking me if he's a sell now. So don't be one of those people that, that chases those points and then two weeks later go, oh, he hasn't, you know, he's got a 40 and a 45, and you know, I want to sell him now. Just just don't be like that. Um, it's just a tough place to be in. I've been there before, and it's just so annoying to, to go into that, uh, go into the life like that um, and live that life. But for more, I think it's a hold this week. Let's move to, to, to Tigers and the Bunnies. So. On the, on the Tiger side of the ball, we see Hastings obviously being a decent player last week. He he'd scored, he'd played good footy without scoring really well, and, and last week was the week that you know hitting. He was forty five heading into that last shot. 
Will they play as good again this week? I'm not exactly sure. Will he score as well again? Again, not also. I'm very not very much not sure as well. Uh, so I think you can just hold off on Hastings at that weird price. Kelma Tuolangi, I wouldn't be bringing him in, but he's definitely holding and hopefully can continue to make some cash and hopefully they can pass in the ball. But um, that's about it. Jock Madden I spoke about as being a sell on the bench for sure. And we look to the Bunnies. I'll speak about Taff a little bit further in, in the next, you know, one of the next videos, but he's someone I think there could be a potential bring in this week, especially if you are playing Gula, for example, and then Taff could be that option that's, you know, fairly consistent in that mid-30s and can make you a bit of cash and, and can cover you over the origin period as well, uh, considering this is round seven and we're getting closer to that section there. Ilias, I'm not sure if you'd play him this week, but I think you've got to keep him. He has the potential to, to score a 35-45 there and, and make you a little bit more cash still. Damian Cook, still a great option. Same with Murray, but just be aware they're going to miss a few games over Origins. So we're getting closer to that section there. Jairo has been good, and I think you can continue to hold him. Damian Wale is on the interchange bench this week, and hopefully he continues to play uh, you know, following on from, from this week after he, um, after he missed last week there. All right, Knights. And the Eels. So Ponga is one we're going to speak about a little bit further as well, but just be aware that it has been a very low score scoring season for him so far. And he has a couple of tough rounds uh, coming up, especially with this one against the Eels. So will he be able to get that 100 again? I don't think so. Maybe around the 50 mark. And if you can get obviously consistent 50s from here, you're going to be really happy. But will that happen? I'm not exactly sure. And you could probably wait a little bit on him. He should be in the origin setup as well. You know, probably the, you know, should be the fullback. Uh, if he continues his form like this, he'll be definitely playing fullback there. If you're looking at guys uh, lower down the list, Clifford I've spoke about being a trade-out. Randall's still got money to make and is scoring well, so keep playing him. You've got Frizzell, who's been great. Uh, you've got Brody Jones, who's making cash. I wouldn't bring him in either, around that 400k mark, but he's someone to hold, definitely. And Kurt Mann at 600k, I still think is a hold, but if you could you know, if you could straight top him to an Isaiah Papali'i, for example, on the other side, then I'm not going to you know, push you against that, especially when we have a fair bit of halves cover, uh, when Papali'i can go edge and mid there. And Leo Thompson, I think, yeah, you can either hold or potentially trade out. I think Walters would be more of a trade out at the moment than him and Doc Madden and players like that. Penasini moves back into the centers role, which is a little bit annoying. They see Niakora is gone um, with some leg tightness and Hayes, per- Hayes Perham uh, gets onto that wing. So I don't think he's going to be a potential option. They could move, you know, could be Niakora back into the centers and Penasini back to the wing uh, next week. We're not exactly sure. Um, Sean Russell's coming back soon, so I think Perham you can you can leave out of your squads at this point. Expect a big bounce back from the Eels, so Dylan Brown and Mitch Moses to have pretty good games next week uh, as well. Isaiah Papali, a great option going forward, obviously, as well. All right. Panthers and the Raiders there, the 4pm game on Sunday. So we've got Tungo, we've got Crichton, we've got May. All clear holds, I think. You know, they could come out and dominate the, the Raiders there with how they've been playing, for example. Crichton, if you want to move on, you can. But I think Tungo and, and May are definite holds. Cleary, try to get him in. He's obviously very low-owned uh, by the top 5,000. They're about 11% there. So he's you know should have a great game against the, the Raiders there. If you're looking at their forward pack, there's not too much to think about with um, you know, Isaiah Yo just being really solid and being a hold. The, the big chat here is on the on the Raiders side of the ball with Xavier Savage here. Moving into the wing, for, uh, sorry, moving on to the wing for the Raiders, we see Jordan Rapana go to one and Chance moves to the bench. So a very strange trade, uh, you know, a very strange change here for the Raiders um, from Sticky and, and puts, you know, Chance at 14. So it be very interesting what happens here. They've got Harry Rushton, in uh, the interchange as well. So Hudson Young's in, in the 18 jersey 
which is very, very uh, odd in general. But, um, yeah, that's the way they've decided to go with it. Obviously, Hawes Rastese has been pretty solid. Schneider, Whiten are still in that position. Uh, but, yeah, the Jordan Rapana back to one chance. If you own him, I think he's definitely going to be a trade out now, unfortunately. Um, Savage, I wouldn't say, is a buy. He... Yeah, he's not going to be a buy until he's in the one position. I don't think. He's just at a bit of a strange price, just under 350 there. And yeah, very strange sort of setup from the Raiders. And Ryan Sutton's in there at 13. And how long does he keep that position? You know, he does score really well through the middle, um, but it's so hard to work out at this point. And, and Tom Starling in there at nine. Let's just stick with him and, and see what happens there. All right. So we moved to the Dragons and the Roosters, the Monday night games. We did make it to the, to the Monday night ones. This is going to be a very interesting game. I think you'd... See a pretty strong bounce back from the Roosters here coming up into Dragon. So hopefully some tries scored for the uh, the back seven, especially for the Roosters there. If you're looking at the Dragon side of the ball, you want to continue holding Hunt, but we want a bigger game for him. We want it to happen. Um, in terms of the forwards, not too much to talk about. Amone, if you still got him, he's, he's really cheap now and he's almost a hold if you still own him. Um, but he's not going to make you any money over the next period, but it's, not, it's almost not worth just straight swapping him for a cheaper guy. Teddy, what do you do with Ted? Do you continue holding or do you make that change? Let's uh, let's see what happens with Pat, for example, if he is potentially a later out with his ankle. He did get to play the rest of the game, so uh, looks like he should be okay. Suwali, I think you can... Um, sorry, Suwali'i is, uh, is how we actually say it. He apparently should have an apostrophe in there, speaking to the boys um, there about with him. But he is just a bit too expensive with that awkward... Awkward price in the in the in the wing fullback playing on the wing. I think he needs a, a little bit more time there for him to improve. Momrovsky comes in and Kevin Agama comes out of there. So that's that. Walker Kiri Kiri's losing so much cash. It's crazy. Crichton's end up ends up back in the starting eleven role and probably will play eighty again. I just personally am wanting to see a bigger game out of him before Origin, especially before I look to bring him in, because it'd be awkward to bring him in now. He averages 45 to 50 and doesn't really make you any cash. Scores okay, and then you lose him for Origin. So that's my thoughts on the Crichton situation. And then we'll finish off with the Storm and the Warriors there. So perhaps I mean named, they don't really have any cover in the 17, but they've obviously got um, a couple of guys that could fill that role or or come in and, and change things if they need to. You know, Nick Meany can go to one and they could bring in a... A winger, for example, don't obviously. I, you've, I'm just going off, you know, the pictures he's shown of his ankle. Obviously, he did hurt it a little bit, but it wasn't too fat, for example. So he should be okay to play. But just be aware that that could be a late change. But given they they play on Monday night, I think that's going to be very helpful for him and the Storm there. But Munster and Hughes, I think you got to hold Hughes definitely. Grant's a great option. Josh King, I think, is also a hold. He could play some big minutes still and, and score a lot better than what he did. If you're looking on, uh, yeah, sorry, and we'll talk about Smith just being, a, I think, a trade-out at this point. He's not getting the minutes that he needs. He's going to lose cash pretty quickly if you still own him. Arthur's is definitely a hold. It could be a tough week for him, though, this week. Walshy, still not too expensive and could potentially be an option. Uh, maybe looking in towards the origin period. If we're going uh, a little bit lower here with the forwards, Aiken's still definitely a hold after his lower game, and Cohen's been named. So if you own him, happy days there. And a uh, good thing for them, they see uh, Matt Lodge come back into the 10 roll. So that's pretty much it, guys, on the um, on the team list there. I hope that really helped you guys. There's a few you know cheeky ones in there, cheeky selections this week. And if you are new here, please subscribe. Like this video, get around to, to more people. I really appreciate that if, you are, if you're enjoying the insights. But, if, uh, but after all that... I hope you enjoyed this and catch you in the next video. See you later. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.